put to death that nefesh that's wrong about literally everything. I'm ready to cut loose myself. <laughs> the Christian experience has to be sacrificed. Mm. You have to have that soldier attitude. I don't care what they think. I'm here to obey the apostolic commandment. I want to fulfill God's will for my life. Which is the favor that Jesus had from his father by being perfect. Good evening, good morning, and good afternoon, people Hello. of God. Welcome. You are watching RLM TV Florida Live. Amen. One of the greatest miracles in Jesus Christ is going from glory to glory. It's a miracle to realize the glory. That's why it's called a hope. And Colossians 1.27, there's a hope of realizing the glory for everyone born again. And the truth is, not many do. Not many Christians have ever, who've believed in Jesus, realized the glory, the Shekinah, as the source of light in their born-again spirit, which is in the stomach. So that's step one. Now, once we realize the glory, and we do have a company of people who've realized the glory, that understand the river, we're the river people, we're, we're the glory people. Now we need sustainable glory, ever-increasing glory, going from glory to glory. And my friends, that is still the greatest covenant promise in the entire Bible. And Amen. I can tell you, as a testimony in my life, I've successfully accomplished that for 24 years, going from glory to glory. The teachings go from glory to glory. The revelations go from the experiences of God. The, the heights and the depths. <laughs> the, the intimacy and the relationship with the Lord himself, the most important thing, has gone from glory to glory. And so we want that for all of you to go from glory to glory. So whatever stage of recognizing, understanding, being infilled and baptized and walking in the light and walking with God, we want to increase that and intensify that in your souls tonight. Amen. A lot of glory on intensifying the glory and sustainable glory, right? Because you don't want to have those revival bursts of glory, which is what the prophet Bob Jones wasn't really a big fan of. He didn't really want to see a whole lot more of that. He said, I don't really want to see revival anymore. Why? Because it's a big burst of glory and then it fizzles out. And not only that, but it usually gets darker afterwards. So we're all about sustainable glory. Amen. Aren't you glad it doesn't say we go from blurp of glory and that's it? Just a blurp <laughs> of glory ministries. How's your Christian life, dude? Well, it was a blurp of glory 20 well, years 20, ago, but now well, the five years ago, over. I saw the diamond. Sad. I remember last year and the year before, I was walking with God in power, and then low-key, it was actually like Satan, and they're like, and then it just stopped, and and I don't know, that was just the pinnacle. You can type that in the comments. Blurp of glory is not God's plan for your life. The Bible says the hope of glory, the envision of glory, the vision and the envisioning of glory. In the glory, we see now, there is no light anywhere else. God is light, which the Bible says God is glory. So no one can say they're a Christian unless they're connected to Shekinah. It's not. The thoughts and ideas and the philosophies about Christianity, it's just another religion. That's another religion. Those are the people that usually oppose the people living in the glory because they're not experiencing true light. That's the whore of Babylon that pretends to be the bride of Christ. We need to be the people of the light walking in the light, demonstrating light, the vision of the light, the word of the light. It's a whole different culture of Shekinah light daily. And the apostolic is to enculturate us even further still into the culture of the holy angels of light, not the angels of light that deceive. When you're not in the glory, most Christians are more paranoid about being deceived by those fallen angels than they are the continuous encounters people in the glory experience. Right. Amen. And we have a hope that does not disappoint. It is written. So if your hope is disappointed, if you're experiencing continual disappointment in your life, you may want to take a little assessment. Where's the peace? Where's the outflowing power's resurrection? Where's the health? Where's the increase? Where's the glory to glory? Right? Because if we're looking back in a past glory, longingly, Here's the thing. When people are withdrawing from a substance, right, there are withdrawal symptoms. And we've noticed that with false love, there is a withdrawal symptom. There can be withdrawal symptoms. 
And sometimes when people are feeling the weight of the pressure and being crushed to produce oil for the first time instead of stealing others' oil, stealing others' light, with the, you know, that's what you learn in charismatic Christianity for the most part, you're being crushed. Now you're being put to the test. Now God's allowing you to taste a little bit of your sin. He's allowing you to taste it a little bit. It's a little uncomfortable. So you can understand that it's his goodness. It's not your goodness. And to get you to let go of the witchcraft and to get you to let go of the old earthly Christian demonic culture. So you'll find that when people come under the pressure, instead of doing the right thing, oftentimes the temptation is to do the wrong thing. And they longingly look back to, oh, I remember when I used to get Christian witchcraft ministry, personal witchcraft ministry. That's just what I need. If I could just have that, I would feel good. I just wish I could have that again. That's a withdrawal symptom, right? That's like someone saying, I felt so good. I felt so upbeat when I was taking cocaine. Oh, come on. Hello. You're like killing yourself with that. But if we talk about cocaine, you know that that's an illegal substance and it damages your health and your body, right? So you can have a healthy conversation about it because it's widely known that it's a harmful substance. Well, what we've discovered is false love and witchcraft personal ministry is a harmful substance. Right, So your hunger and desire for witchcraft ministry, when God removes that, then that's required for your increase of growth in the cosmic realms. Right? If you want to get out of the world of Messiah, you have to let it go. It's a lie. And we've seen that played out with, with multiple people now, where their desire is to go, especially to the opposite sex, they want to hear a kind word. Like usually the men, they want to hear the gentleness of a female spirit, right? They want that kindness, that tenderness. There's a, maybe a mother wound there or something, right? They're used to Jezebel's church. And in the past, it would comfort them, but it's a false comfort. And so it gets you addicted to, I just need more of that, more of that. And all it does is it steals from you while temporarily putting like a little Band-Aid on the wound and saying, oh, I feel better. It's false comfort, It'll never actually break you through. So we had this uh, happen a while back, and I want to share this just for teaching purposes so you can remember uh, that this is important. We had uh, one of the young men that was going to be in our, you know, a program to go cosmic, was learning and, you know, was getting direction, some direction from the Lord, had, you know, difficulty. And he wanted to reach out to me for help because, look, you know, here are your spiritual person. You're overcoming, blah, blah, blah. You're very nice, you know, whatever. That's the desire of the male nefesh is to want, you know, that comfort, especially if you don't have your spouse yet. You know, there's all kinds of different things that got to burn out. But that was the desire was just for help. And it seemed innocent enough. Right. Or when I would share here, sometimes, you know, the male response would be to try and text message me like, you know, they felt the love of God in something that I shared or a picture I created. And then they want to reach out to me. That's actually your desire for sin. If you felt the love of God through something that I just created, that was love from God. That's not from me, right? I'm loving and caring for his sheep by providing these things. But the sinful response is to want to connect to my soul because you felt the love of God or you felt anointing through it or you felt like, you know, someone cared for you. I do care for you, but you can't, there's no soul ties. You can't be connected to my soul like that. There's only one person, and that's this guy right here. That spot's already taken. You know, tough luck. You know, if you walk in righteousness, one of the rewards is God will sanctify you and a spouse. For you, oftentimes, that is a reward of righteousness. So, again, God has his plan for your life, and you've got to walk it out. But that's the purity we're talking about. Now, let me go back and finish why this is important. You know, this... Uh, individual, one of these people that had that temptation overcame, I said, look, you don't need to be messaging me for these things. I get it. You may, it might feel like an innocent, you know, thing, but if you go to any woman to get that spiritual help and correction, I need deliverance. The demons are attacking me, blah, blah, blah. I said, talk to the male figures. Better yet, talk to this guy. You know, he's got all kinds of correction and rebuke for you you know, served up on the, on the silver platter right here. You're part of the program. Yeah, hidden lust that pretends to be Christian, whatever. It's everywhere, guys. That's mm -hmm. what the nefesh is. You got to, first of all, terminate the nefesh. That's what picking up your cross and dying daily is. 
That is one crucial key. This spouse stuff and relationship with the opposite sex stuff in Christianity is top three issues in the whole global church right. of apparently one billion people claim Jesus is Lord in the planet right now. That's a lot of Christians. Now, this is huge. You have to seek first the kingdom of the Father and the Father's righteousness so that a spouse can be added unto you. Amen. Oh my goodness, the idolatry, the hidden lust of people trying to connect with another soul before completely connecting in the covenant to the soul of God. Your life will be ruined no matter who you connect with. Right. And, and a lot of people, you know this, everyone knows common sense. They're trying to clean up the mess they made by connecting to each other before they're really connecting to God. And I'm sure all you married people fully understand that right now. Like, because the connection, the covenant connection of Shekinah was not the rock solid foundation of the building of your life, all those relationships are shifting sand. Now, God can redeem it and sanctify it. Oftentimes, he'll do that. Sometimes he'll just say, that person won't work for your destiny, but you need to seek his kingdom and his righteousness. And the angels will often be the ones that move people around. The holy angels will be on assignment. And if something drastic needs to change, it's not so much that you doing it out of just instinct in your mind or your own personal discernment, especially in the world of Messiah, when everyone is totally blind and their, their discernment is usually way off. And they're, they think they're way more mature than they are. And it's just totally nonsense. It's basically like a kindergarten. It's less than that. It's, it's nursery. And in nursery, you can't have nursery leading those lifelong and some of them eternal decisions. That's why we need to cling to the holy angels that are sent from our Father in heaven to inherit a salvation that we can't think or understand yet. Amen. And also to be clear, the only reason the Father even let me have leadership while I was in the world of Messiah is because there wasn't anyone and anything higher. And it took a lot of angelic help, a lot of discipline, and a lot of restraint. Right, so you have to walk that narrow path. When you're going through the world of Isaiah, it's the valley of the shadow. And you got to keep your eyes on Jesus. Just like Anna Roundtree in her vision of walking and following Jesus. He said, I'm going to be quiet. You're going to follow me. No matter what you see, keep following me. And so she passed through all kinds of darkness and shadows. And she had special shoes on, but she just had to follow him. Right, so when you're in the valley, you got to follow him. So even understanding you're not going to understand everything you see. You're going to go be tested in your faith. But you've got to walk with him obediently and faithfully despite not understanding. And I want to say a quick word on that too. The breakthrough the one of these individuals had when I said, mm, now, why don't you go and talk to one of the male figures? You know, Brandon's great. And then he just rebuked the crap out of him. First of all, you know, for messaging me and then rebuked him, the crap out of him for the demonic stuff. And guess what? Within like... I think I can't remember if it was like minutes or hours. Just shred those demons. The demons were gone. There was deliverance. I mean, they got breakthrough. And guess what? He went cosmic. So, anyway, they got another uh, another individual. On the other hand, I if made. If you can some, allow your demons and yeah. stuff to be shredded by righteousness, <laughs> there's zero chance chance of ascension. You'll be on right. earth hiding from judgment forever. Mm -hmm. So if he kept going to me for help. It would have been the illusion of help. I can't actually help him because it would just be feeding the demonic. Even if I had good intentions, even if he had good intentions, it does not work for permanent breakthrough or sustainable glory. Whereas if you're a male and you're getting the male help and correction, I mean, that breakthrough was the same day. I think it was like 10 minutes, 10 minutes or within an hour. It was continual deliverance and glory increase. And it was, it actually shocked my mind how fast that breakthrough was and the same thing we see this is why we need a reminder because even within the last couple of months we had one of the women did forget about this entire concept and accidentally or you know got tricked and deceived and deluded into just like a nice you know small talk encouragement oh you watched the broadcast you know just the little things but she got totally slimed totally off track and delayed and her rising and it was just like wow okay you can see how subtle the enemy is you got so stay clean stay washed of that so ladies if you need you know if you need help reach out to the women you don't need to be reaching out to the men even if you've experienced some good come out of it in the past 
God didn't let things go to waste because everything was a mess in the world of Isaiah without righteousness. So there may have been those male figures that did help you in the past, but there was always mixture. Now is the standard of righteousness, and you are going to be shocked and amazed at how quick the breakthroughs come when you submit to female, you know, to female authority, and the men go to the male authority. And you can even just receive at home. Honestly, that's how I did it. I didn't have people around me. I didn't have group text messages of people that could help me. When I started, it was just watching online by myself and just doing the instructions and then getting the angelic help. And then as soon as I needed people help, the angels brought them. You don't have to go and make people, hey, I message you. Hey, check your messages. I message you. That's always a demon. If someone publicly comments on your stuff, hey, I message you to try and guilt you. It's a demon, whether it's male or female. You don't need that in your life. The angels will bring the help. Amen. Yeah, so Holy Ghost, you have to understand the connection to Shekinah and all that other stuff that's trying to distract you through the, the nefesh. There is a daily shattering. Now, here, this is a concept I know the Holy Spirit was just speaking to me about while Rebecca was talking, is following orders and doing what's right before you even feel or know the glory. This is a key that you, the Israelites would follow the cloud and be connected to the Zadik, which was Moses, even without explanation or understanding or satisfying the knowledge of their brain. Guys, that's called walking by faith. You cannot be a disciple unless you have that foundation. If you're needing to figure it out, if you're needing to understand everything, you can't be a Christian yet because it says no one can please God except through faith, which means you don't understand or know, but you're still obedient anyway because it's a hope of resurrection. It's a hope of glory. That's the Christian walk. Now, here's the thing. This is what God showed me tonight. There is glory inside all of your hearts. There is glory in your spirit. You love Jesus. You want to do God's will for your life. You're interested in, in repentance. And these things are, are the most important thing in your life. God is number one. Amen. And I know that's true with most of you. The issue is the feelings, the emotions of the nefesh soul take a while to sanctify so that the right, right decisions of the spirit become what the soul, the nefesh soul experiences. So almost all of you are in that transition of being sense, uh, feeling-led, sense-led, reason-led of the nefesh to feeling-led, sense-led, reason-led of the spirit. Okay, so that there is a building up of the spirit. This is what nursery is. And going cosmic is now my senses, my intellect are have a much greater sensitivity to the spirit's intelligence, to the glory's intelligence than my own personal thing. So people's own personal humanity is usually a major blockage for years, guys. This isn't a small time thing. Sanctification takes years. Apostle Paul says it's it was 14 plus three years in Arabia to sanctify me until I could do the apostolic ministry. If you study Moses, he had 40 years of being sanctified before he was appointed leader of Israel, okay? This is not a short-term process, and don't just think it's for the apostles like Paul and Moses. It's for all God's people to be sanctified. You will never feel the glory of God strongly and brightly and in vision and in your feelings and in your emotions until you are sanctified. So come to grips with the fact you are in the process right now of sanctifying your souls and there is the hope and promise of glory if you stay obedient and faithful to the process. A lot of times during this phase, as most of you have already seen, the demons are successful of pulling the Christian away from the process of sanctification. Those are the ones who leave God and go into the world. And if you've been paying attention amongst those that are being sanctified, most go that way. We do not want this for any of you. We want you to stay in the process of sanctification. Understand that in the biblical timeline, for every person in the Bible, it took many years. The instant gratification of, 
Oh, in the fullness of glory, oh, the heavens opened for me and an angel came and sat on my forehead and now I'm just in the Kumbaya land of Garden of Eden all the time. <laughs> That's not how it works. God is organic. He grows organic. Yeah, heirloom <laughs> seeds. These are, we're growing some heirloom tomatoes, heirloom strawberries. We're growing heirloom fruits of the vine of Jesus Christ, which is the original design how it's supposed to be, not all this deformed fruit of the shell of Christianity. And it kind of does look like a shell of its former self. It has some of the appearance of good and the knowledge of good, but it ain't all that. Just take one bite and you'll find that it's full of strife and envying, backbiting, jealousy, murder, uh, just every bad thing, every wicked thing, witchcraft spirits, the spirit of Jezebel, all those things. And you're like, whoa, hey, I thought this was Christianity. So come out of her, my people, which means come away from what most people think is Christianity these days, even with the signs, healings, wonders and miracles, because you find the, the warnings in the Bible are actually about a lot of the signs and the wonders, but they don't bear the fruit of Messiah which is Jesus Christ. And I do think it's important. I want to pull up and find uh, this. Uh, we taught a little bit on the um, the Greek definition here in the book of Revelation about those who were purified. Whew. So I want to find that here uh, in just a minute and we might go over that. But I think it'll be important for everyone to understand kind of what that warning actually is so that you won't be led astray. Amen, that's so good. You are being purified to live in heaven all the time. Amen. It might take me just a minute to find this, but we'll pull it up here. Well, let's go into the issue of purity. Mm. Without purity, holiness, no one can see the Lord. We need to stop with all this fake freedom out here. We need to stop judging holiness as religion. We hate religion, but holiness is the furthest thing from religion. The protocol of the angels is actual obedience, which means the angels have such a fear of God before their eyes, they've watched the fall and destruction of one-third of their kind in the last several thousand years. So they're, they're not willing to do these things. And, and the Christian doesn't have the understanding of the angelic oftentimes burned into their soul so they just cross those borders all the time with their words with their mouth they'll speak things against uh, other christians though they'll, they'll pray their own will we cross those borders especially when we're in nursery and nursery yeah. is christianity that's still in the earth and not over the earth it's christianity that hasn't risen on sapphire stones yet when you start rising on sapphire stones the truth is you're not in nursery anymore but if you are still on the earth in Malkut of Isaiah, you're in nursery and that's where you need to be until you're cleaned up and sanctified on the inside. Your purification of your hearts, depending on how you respond to the word of God, the apostolic commandment from the mountain of the Lord, determines how fast or how slow this process takes in you. You can be uh, growing and having the sanctification process up the mountain. The worst case scenario is avoiding the change in your heart and mind and staying stubborn in your own human ways. And then, well, I'm just in the nursery. You've been in nursery and, and you've been 20 years old. And Lord Paul says by three, you should be teachers. That's what is written. Right. So don't think you, you're self-justified just because you're, you're in nursery. There is expectations from God on his own mm -hmm. seed that he sows into your heart. And the angels mm -hmm. sent to nourish that seed when the word is received. Mm -hmm. If it's not growing and bearing forth fruit, you did that to the seed, which requires repentance and acknowledgement right. of fighting God's word in your heart and clinging to your own words against God. You need to humble yourself. It, it is written, therefore, you might be exalted. Amen. And my life and Christ, it bears witness to what you just said within three years as well. Within uh, As soon as I came into the glory and realized the glory, within three years of that uh, training, I went cosmic. And so I believe that is the timeline that God desires for you. Get in the glory, realize the glory, then you grow and feed your spirit like crazy. Within three years, you should be able to go cosmic. You know, another three years from scripture that's fascinating, signs and wonders, is the Jewish sages taught that in Torah, Rebecca was three years old when she watered Abraham's so crazy. Uh, camels. 
She was three when she watered the camels. Isn't that wild? Signs and wonders. Amen. And uh, okay, so. And you were three in the glory when you went cosmic. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting. uh, There's someone out there who practices ascension, but they don't have uh, circumcision. So sometimes when you ascend and you don't have circumcision, you'll see some good stuff, you'll see some bad stuff. Oh, I see an angel over here flashing. I'll tell them the story. Yeah, his name's uh, Justin Abraham. Now, I don't recommend, I never got into his stuff to learn from. I think I saw like one or two videos uh, after coming into like RLM and I was like, this is kind of creepy. I don't know. But, uh, you know, they start, it's in one of those cases, people start off in the spirit and then they end up getting into some deception like everybody else. Ascension, not far off, but why is it far off? Because there's no circumcisions, right? So, you know, hopefully everyone's going to get on board with the circumcisions and then all that experience they've had can be put to good use, you know, for the glory. Otherwise, there's all kinds of mixture. But anyway, in one of these ascensions, he went up and he did see, he saw, um, he saw three, it looked like children in the spiritual realm. And they were learning, you know, learning from Enoch, learning Metatron's ways. And he saw one of them, he said, was a girl, three years old in the spirit. And she was using, you know, Metatron's cube and learning Metatron's ways. And, and, and it was, it was, she was shifting, he said, shifting reality using metatron's cube like it was a simple energy tool to change reality and of course you know you guys know if you've been following my story for a while it's been about changing the timelines to and be I'll the highest this way one mm-hmm. point because uh, just uh, it's true god said this three-year-old girl is the most mature christian in the universe Thanks. Yeah. He said <laughs> she knows far more than anyone on the earth. And so think about it. Before I was even allowed, the angels back then would not let me read uh, Kabbalistic literature of uh, the rabbis. I could have little tiny snippets of explanations of certain things like the letters or just like a little basic principle. But I also, just like you guys, I was not allowed to get into the teaching of the wisdom of Moses until has said of Isaiah. So don't think it's a, you know, a different weight, a different measurement. Oh man, don't destroy your soul by leaving yeah. the nest. Uh, don't leave the nursery when you're being fed apostolic food. That'll get you killed. To go find your food outside the nest of God training you and raising you up. You will let so many demons into your souls and then you'll be so confused you can't even walk with us anymore. Repent, please, for the safety of your own souls. Don't let the enemy tempt you to receive food that has not been digested through the Zadik until you're ascended into Hesed of Asaya. Amen. Amen. So that was around like, I think, 2020 or 2021. So if back then, even without reading anything about, you know, like Kabbalistic literature and the, and the Mishnah, I didn't read any of that kind of stuff. Even then, the prophet, he said, that she knew more than anyone and far more than anyone else in the world knew about, you know, the way things work, about the universe. So looking back then, the teachings of God inside mindedness and growing your spirit and encountering God and reading the book of Enoch, that was all far more important than going off to read some kind of Kabbalistic stuff. Okay, one of the traps when you get cosmic is to get you to settle for Old Testament Kabbalah. Or to seek out people, right? Because some people, they have already tried to apply Kabbalah to the New Testament. That's not a new thing. Oh, some man, people already tried, and it's a dead letter. We have into that over the years in the Drunken Glory movement, where demon-possessed people would come in and tempt me of future things that were higher than me before the appointed time of maturity. That's happened to me dozens of times along the way, and I've, and I've shut it down. I've had to block a lot of these people because they'd come in and they don't come in through the maturity of circumcisions. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you can't show a person the bag of foreskins from your own heart and you're teaching on advanced stuff, you're, you're a sorcerer. Mm-hmm. You're literally practicing witchcraft and your teachings are all witchcraft. Mm-hmm. The, the true word of God emanates Shekinah, which is the word of God only through the circumcision of the foreskin and membrane gone and cut away by the sword of the spirit in our own hearts. I wasn't even really allowed to look into the world of absolute when I was in Asaya. Even through parts of Yetzirah, I was extremely limited and chastised to not even look into the seventh world that much. I wasn't allowed. Y'all are spoiled 
rotten because we like to spoil you with secrets and mysteries and we digest it in a way that's not going to harm your spirit but understand how spoiled you are to have all this information that's been already taught in the master class and what we teach here we didn't have that on our cosmic journey and you've been given far more than we were even allowed to have so don't think it's like oh you're withholding no you are it's spoiled rotten child because god loves you and we love you and we we love to give you the kingdom we love food with to no mixture you, mm -hmm, food with no witchcraft the teaching of righteousness it's just pure from the yeah. father's heart for where the people are mm -hmm. to have the breakthroughs that they need mm -hmm. today amen amen and so i want to make that point because if after receiving all this extra stuff from us that the father has authorized us to give you that we weren't even allowed to have as we were growing up because we didn't have someone you know in the flesh over us uh, helping us with that restraint uh just know if on top of all that you still desire more extraneous knowledge that's the dat of the bone throne of satan operating in your life that's the gevra of the portal of hell in your heart and not the leading of the holy that spirit that works right through the center of the brain mm -hmm. that's the desire for knowledge apart from building up spirit that's satan's throne in you right so you might need just a fresh baptism of realizing the glory so i just want to speak that over you today to realize the glory afresh within your spirit that word some of you you remember those times where you were patiently listening for the Lord's voice and his voice is actually the river the river within the voice your spirit. of many waters amen so it's time to refamiliarize ourselves with his voice because he speaks to us in the language of a son and as you're growing Which means up a child amen <laughs> you're his baby you're his dear son his dear daughter and he wants you to know his voice there's all kinds of methods of communication with god bob jones said if a couple of your senses are blocked up don't worry use the other ones they can't get all of them at the same time they can't get all five of your senses at the same time that is one of the greatest tips for spiritual warfare Amen. as we go through this horrible babylon the great and conquer it that they might be surrounding you in your eyes they might be surrounding you in your your touch gates your feelings but there will always be a gate open. That's written in 2 Corinthians. There's always a way of escape. And it will be through the senses where the spirit can escape and encounter God instead of giving in to the temptation of the evil one. Amen. And the fastest way to cleanse your senses if some of them are stopped up is Bible spa. Honestly, I know some people, you start, you're going to read it out loud and that's good. But what's really best for you right now, especially if you're struggling with overcoming past stuff, Bible spa. Just sit back and let it go into your eyes and ears. Screen mirror your phone to your TV and put as much scripture into your eyes and into your ears and all your senses as you can every day. The word of God is the only breakthrough. And because breakthrough is for going into the glory of the word. The king of Israel, the king of the promised land is named the word of God, Revelation 19. So if you're getting your breakthrough, you want satisfaction or comfort or something from any other place other than the living scripture, you're always going to the enemy. People go to the enemy for business success. They go to the enemy for relationship success. You need to go to the word. That's having your daily bread. God has given you daily success, but it's only in the food of his word if you digest it into your senses and allow it to change your heart. That is the energy we need for success every day. This is how we go from glory to glory. It's, it's very simple. It's not complicated stuff. Not much of a formula. It's simply Matthew 6. You learn how to pray. Father in heaven, give us our daily bread. And you eat it. And then you obey him. That's it. That's all you have to do to go from glory to glory all the days of your life progressively. And that's what we need. We need a people that learn how to digest God's word that fall in love with God, that worship God's word. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and all things were created and are held together by his most glorious word. The brightness of the word is the salvation and the breakthrough of the day. So in every area of your life where you're desiring breakthrough apart from scripture is an area where a demon is lying to you where you're deceived. Yep. 
Man, that is so good. I hope everyone's catching this today. You might want to go back and listen to some of that again later tonight just to really get it in. If you're someone that that's got oil on it for you, you can feel that's a Holy Ghost highlight for your life. Put it in and eat it. Remember it. And that'll be your training, right? Because in the midst of warfare, what do you have the capacity to remember? Usually only your training, right? It's like a soldier in the middle of war. You don't always have time to sit down and peacefully, calmly contemplate it and write it down and think it out. It's the middle of battle. And guess what? All you have is your ability to follow the impulse of the Holy Ghost instead of the impulse of the flesh, which is the demonic realm. And your training. Remember your training. So we train with the prophetic and the teaching and the word of God and the word of God in our Bible spa and our daily studies in our practice. Like when you are at work and you successfully follow an impulse of the Holy Ghost and the good fruit comes, you have just been trained. And guess what? You got to remember that now. Remember your training. Remember how he trained you to resist temptation. Remember the good fruit that came when you held your tongue instead of lashed out, you know, lashed back with your tongue. Because when you speak, right, we got to be speaking the Lashan HaKadosh, the holy tongue. Because if we're just backbiting at work, talking back, even though they deserved it, they were being mean. I got to defend myself. Well, that tongue is the rudder of your ship, your own little body. Your little soul. So cool. I heard the spirit say that, and then you said it next sentence. The, the tongue is the rudder of the ship, guys. Yeah, so the reason I saw that, or said that, we talked about this, I think, in the with the soldiers today. Oftentimes, when we're speaking, like here, the only reason I talked about the rudder of the ship is I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit say it, and he showed me the picture of it. Nice. We heard and you it heard the, the same thing. At the same time. So somebody was talking about, they started to uh, be obedient and they started to experience more of the visual realms reading the word of God. <laughs> Repentance is a changed mouth. <laughs> Wash your mouth with soap ministries. Launderer's <laughs> soap and refiner's <laughs> fire in your mouth. Amen. And so anyway, the, the explanation of that is once you go cosmic, especially once you transfigure your inner man in the world of Isaiah in Tiferet and your inner man I'll changes. Have a drink of that. Amen. Your inner man transfiguration and then you sprout wings and he affixes eyes to your wings that they look like stars or planets because they're single and full of light. And he may add many eyes to your wings. And in Tifret of each world, you get wing upgrades. Come on, you get changed in your inner man, in your souls as you go up. And the first is in your spirit, in your Ruah, when you go into Tifret of Isaiah. And when you do that and you sprout wings full of eyes, you're like an angel-like son of God. What do you mean angel-like? Like your inner man literally has wings full of eyes like angels Light, do. Because you still have a human body, but on the inside, it's entirely angel. And I noticed too, when Brandon came up and joined me in Tifret of Isaiah, especially after we transfigured a little bit before, because it is a speculum that shines, so it is a greater vision. Uh, it, so, you know, standing on the moon, that's a greater vision. Hod and Nets, that's a greater vision, but the vision really increases in Tifret. Uh, and then especially once you transfigure and you've got all those eyes and your wings full of eyes, now you could see in dimensions, you see on sapphire stones, that's the vision of the Zadokim, right? That's the spirit of a righteous one. How is your spirit righteous? It's righteous when it's transfigured and angel-like son of God full of eyes. Amen? So, yeah. <laughs> okay, sounds good. So... There's Tiferet there on the right-hand side. You've got the world of Isaiah, the valley of decision. And so when you start to go cosmic, you'll notice that the vision is a little different than your prophetic vision of the valley. So when you're living down in the valley of decision, when you're living on Malkut, your vision can be the gift of the Holy Spirit. He gives you, you know, gifts of sight, vision, prophetic gifts, gifts of the spirit, but seeing on sapphire stones is completely different. And you'll notice when things happen and most people in Isaiah wonder what happened when we check in with our soldiers who are on the sapphire stones, they are usually the ones who have the clearest picture of what actually happened. Why? Because when you're above the melee, above the dust and the clouds, 
And the fight that's going on, you can see more clearly from that higher vantage point. Amen? So, what what we're talking about here is sapphire stone vision. So after, I noticed, especially when Brandon came up to Tiferet and we both transfigured, you know what's been going on in an ever-increasing ever measure since then? Whenever we're talking about the physical invisible realm, a sapphire stone, something happening in the heavenlies, we'll notice, just like what just happened here, we'll see and or hear and often see the same thing. So when one of us talks about a dream or a vision or something that's happening or happened in the invisible world, we'll start to look at it and they, we open it up for each other just by speaking it. And we usually will let each other know that we see once it becomes clear and we can just look at it. So even though you're talking about it, I go in the invisible realm and see it and vice versa. He goes in the invisible realm and sees it. We usually let each other know, kind of like, you know, body to body, nefesh to nefesh. Oh, I see it. I, I can see it. And that little phrase, I see it or I can see it, kind of clues us in. Okay, you're in the spirit and you're looking at the same thing I'm looking at. And it's always the same. Man, that's so good because there's so much stuff out there about unity and this uh, this grand thing called unity, which is important. But unity only exists in the Sephirot amongst the circumcised. You have uncircumcised hearts with foreskins and membranes on the Sephirot, dormant inside the whole uh, body, and they're trying to seek unity and some kind of agreement. And they all the have outside. different visions and they're seeing different stuff. That is witchcraft. Stuff. It's complete rebellion. Now, if you go through the circumcisions and the true process of uh, what the Bible teaches and the ascension of Revelation 4.1 come up here in the order of Melchizedek and righteousness through circumcision, underneath when the foreskin and the membrane are cut off in the circumcision of the heart, you will always agree with a person that's circumcised. And it's right. not like this individual interpretation thing out here. No, it's mm -hmm. Jesus in here. The same exact circumcised sapphire stone mm -hmm. formed on the inside of everyone who ascends is Jesus Christ. Therefore, only mm -hmm. then are we the body of Christ. Truth anyhow. Amen. Because everyone's seeing the same vision. It's be Why? Because here's... So if you and I... The uncircumcised <laughs> have a thousand different Jesuses. Yeah. Because it's based on... Their own vision, well, their own it's interpretation. Demons. It's based on Esau, who rejected the circumcision of heart. And they go out there in their camps, and upon the foreskin of their hearts, they construct a Jesus of demons. When you obliterate the demonic foreskin and membrane in the circumcision of heart, there's only one Jesus in the core, the kernel. That's the real Jesus that very few actually walk on those sapphire stones through circumcision of the entire obliteration of their humanity and their inner man. But that's the only Christianity there is. Amen. And we haven't actually seen anyone else transfigure in their inner man yet. So I do want to see that come forth in the coming days, in the coming months, in the coming years. Those of you who are in Asaya or you're coming close to getting into the sun, you know, let's focus on the transfiguration of your inner man because if the transfiguration is not happening or you're having difficulty getting into the sun after having begun to rise, uh, that's 100% of the time res residual from Jezebel's Christianity. Those are the lies that keep people from transfiguration, that keep people from getting into the sun, even after you're already standing on the moon. So... We want to make sure we get that cleaned up. We've got a lot of material on that in the School of the Magi. So if you already are cosmic or you're going to go cosmic, you're going to get into the sun. Or if you just haven't transfigured your inner man yet, School of the Magi has a ton of that stuff. We've got a lot of resources as well. I think I have a collection on my Facebook page. We might just share that where I've got some of this post saved that may not that may not be in Magi. But again, those are the main courses. So you want to attack those lies. Again, that's why we're attacking uh, the kind of the the, um, the temptation of false love because false love is the only thing that keeps you from transfiguring your inner man. That's the only thing that keeps you out of the sun. You know, the end of times is the separation of sheep and goats. And if you study the scriptures, sheep and goats are all Christians. It's this simple, people. The uncircumcised of heart are all goats. The circumcised and those seeking circumcision that are staying in the sheep pen, allowing the shepherd and the shepherd of shepherds to circumcise the heart are the only sheep. Okay? It's that simple. It is not complicated. Make sure 
that you're in the sheepfold and posturing your heart for circumcision. Because if you turn back, you're not worthy of me. Jesus Christ, red letters, that means you've chosen to be a goat. A goat represents the stubbornness or the stony heart. The stony heart is the uncircumcised heart. Oh, oh my goodness. We need to soften our hearts and present our hearts as the daily sacrifice. You could say the daily circumcision. It's true. Is it painful? It's only painful if you're honoring the foreskin and the membrane in your soul. If you don't honor that stuff and you don't consider that stuff and that stuff's not important to you, it doesn't even hurt. That's what representing being circumcised in your your infancy is. Mm -hmm. You don't even remember it. You don't even... It's it's, It's not even a sacrifice anymore is the Song of Songs. What is that, like chapter eight or something like that? (laughs) Where it's like, doesn't even feel like a sacrifice anymore. It doesn't even have to be painful. The demons put this fear in people where it's all, it's going to be so painful. I'm dying, 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 and so hard and rough. Why? It's only hard and rough if you're clinging to death. If you don't care for any of the dead things of the world, it's easy to let that stuff go. That's why some people have an easy time because they hate idolatry. Yep. It'll be easy to the measure you hate idolatry. It'll be hard to the measure that you love mm-hmm. idols. And that'll Simple. be the measurement of the speed of your rising. So if you notice, some people, it's not that hard. They got a clear vision for Jesus. They've got humility. And I want to address this as well. This is something the Spirit's been talking about a lot lately. Let's remember and test our knowledge so we can remember our training. Where does bitterness come from? Right? Because you have to get a, get rid of all the bitterness. You know the summer camp song. It comes song. from touching a person's idol that they don't want to get rid of. Yep. And so I was looking in the Word of God this last week, and I saw in the Word of God, it says that uh, don't let there be a bitter root that springs up amongst the people. Right, no bitter roots, and it says, and it details in there that it's for a fa- for a failure of securing God's grace. So all bitterness essentially stems from you not securing God's grace. So it says, make sure that every one of you is getting God's grace, not stealing grace from others. That'll kill you. It feels good in the short term, long term. It'll really kill you. Grace really is the emanation that comes from true circumcision of spirit. And so here's how that works. So I want you to make sure, let's write this down in your notes and maybe write it in the comments. If you guys get ready to write in the comments that all bitterness springs from failing to secure God's grace in your life. Okay, so all bitterness springs from failure to secure God's grace in your life. So you need grace. You need God's grace. Which accurately comes from fighting the sword of the Spirit, from cutting away the world from our hearts. Exactly. So how do you secure God's grace? You need it. We want you to have it. The embrace of the sword. He gives grace to the humble. So when you, like Brandon said, humble yourself to be corrected. Receive instruction. Receive correction. And humble ourselves. We can receive more grace and that will get the bitterness out and you won't fail to secure God's grace when you humble yourself to that sword of the word of God that wants to remove that which is not him. What is humility? The lamb of God, nothing else. It's not you being humble. It's the lamb of God formed in you only. And what is the nature of the lamb? Okay, this is all prophetics. Okay, this is all prophetic. The lamb's nature, it means the sacrifice for perfection, right? The purpose of the lamb and the function of the lamb in this in the scripture was for the cleansing of God's people to be perfect in the invisible realm so the accuser of the brethren would not oppress them anymore. It's called Passover. Jesus Christ is our Passover lamb. So when we talk about the bride of the lamb, it's a people that have fully been slain and not resisted the sword of the word in all their humanity. You cannot be a member of that group called the Bride of the Lamb unless you're a daily lamb. Anyone who doesn't have the lamb's nature, that's true humility. True humility is the lamb. Now, lamb isn't just, oh, I'm a gentle little person on the inside. No, you're slaughtered. The purpose and function of the lamb is for sacrifice. You're sacrificed. You're slain. What is written? The lamb that was slain. Okay, you're a lamb. If you're not slain, you're a demon. (laughs) Yep, there's a goat. (laughs) You can be a lamb, but make sure you're a slain lamb. Otherwise, you're not with Jesus Christ. Amen. That's a really good word. So we found the teaching here. 
Uh, let's let's go into this just a little bit on the book of Revelation and what makes the difference because those who are clothed in white singing the song of Moses and the Lamb, we want you to be in that company of people and not be destroyed for lack of knowledge, lack of teaching, lack of revelatory understanding in your innermost being. Amen. So also I want to rebuke those spirits that are in the people that, you know, there's a demon. <clears throat> I want you to see this demon so you know what it is. This demon that says, could you please clarify that for me? Would you mind explaining exactly what you mean by blah, 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 blah? What exactly do you mean? That's a demon. You, I know you think that's you wanting to understand. That's serving demons of the carnal brain. The reason why you need the clarification and understanding, as opposed to if I'm talking to Brandon, hey, blah, 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 this is in the invisible realm. He's like, oh, yeah, I can see it. And he can understand it. That's because we're seeing and communicating in the Holy Ghost. And that comes through being slain daily as a lamb. When you need it explained into the parts that are not terminated with Jesus Christ, crucified with Christ, that is the goat or the human being wanting the things of God but avoiding the sacrifice of self. That's witchcraft. Amen. So you just got to rest in the mystery. If you can't see it yet, if you don't understand it yet, Put to death in a fesh. That's always the right way to go. Amen. So Revelation 14, 4. These are they who have not defiled themselves by relations with women, for they are as pure as virgins. These are they who follow the Lamb wherever he goes, have not defiled themselves with that Strong's 1135 women. And uh, forgive me for my inability to pronounce Greek, but gune. Uh, you can just write down Strong's 1135. Root word etymology. It's probably from the base of G1096, according to the top scholars on the Bible. And the transliteration there, uh, gune, the key there is, who. It's translated by Strong's in the following manner, be to come to pass, to be made, to be done, to come, to become, God forbid, arise, to arise, to have, to be fulfilled, to be married to, uh, to be preferred uh, about 14 times in the Bible. It's not translated. That's interesting. Miscellaneous use four times. And uh, variations of the time, uh, two times in the Bible, it's mentioned as done, like a variation of done as in it is finished. So, to become, i.e., to come into existence, to begin to be, to receive being, to become, to come to pass, to happen, of events, to arise, appear in history, come upon the stage, of men appearing in public, to be made finished, of miracles, to be performed, wrought, isn't that interesting, of miracles, to become, to be made, so the Holy Ghost highlight on there was, of miracles, to be performed or wrought. So going with that, they have not defiled themselves with miracles for a selfish use of the soul, prophetic language of woman. So they have not defiled themselves with women. They have not defiled themselves with miracles for the selfish use of the soul. That's the prophetic language of women. Those who have arisen and appeared, it has come to pass to become, to come into existence, those who have not defiled themselves with miracles for the selfishness of their own soul as the whore of Babylon, the false church in buildings made by human hands, the Anna Roundtree witnessed the battering ram coming to destroy what the entire world was deceived into believing was the church, a haunt for every unclean thing. And the biblical usage of that uh, in the lexicon of Strong's G1096. It appears here in Matthew 1 22 through 23. Now all this was done. That's the word right there, done. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted as God with us. And that usage is indicating the source or the seed of the plant of righteousness. That would grow up in overcoming all that is in the world inside of the true 
believer's spirit, it is finished, or the arising. The rising, remember, the word of God is a double-edged sword. So it's important when we go into the original language or the language that it was written in, those meanings of the, that interpretation in the Holy Ghost on and through sapphire stones to understand what's really going on in the invisible realm. Matthew 6.10, it's also here. Thy kingdom come, thy, which is Malkut, thy Malkut come, thy will be done. There it is again, G1096, in earth as it is in heaven. So, thy will, that you grow up the seed of the divine nature of Jesus Christ within your spirit. Kingdom in the Lord's Prayer in Aramaic is Malkut. The sapphire stone word of God, the kingdom come through you by the word of God, Christ formed within you until you grow up as a plant of righteousness, the tallest tree from the smallest seed and overcome the world of Isaiah. The day. A day is a thousand years. There's 24 hours in a day, 1,440 minutes in a day. A day is like a thousand years or one world, which is a hundredfold return on the seed of the word of God that overcomes all that is in the world. One hundredfold of the day 1,440 times 100 is 144,000. Just so it turns out, some glory math. Overcomer's grace, 1 John 4, verse 5. For everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. That's overcomes Messiah. Everyone who is born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world. Our continuing, persistent faith in Jesus, the Son of God of God. Amen. So may you be one of those dressed in white who have not defiled themselves by relations with women, or as we've just discovered in our Holy Ghost highlight, Strong's Dictionary, uh, looking up in the Greek understanding, they have not defiled themselves with miracles for the selfish use of their own soul. That is so fascinating. And it also said uh, it could mean arise. And the Lord was saying, that's the resurrection of the dead. Amen. It means you can arise and still be dead. So you see people doing ascension, but they're dead. Why? There's no circumcisions. You don't want to be the resurrection of the dead. You want to be the resurrection of the living. And so it's inside or outside, guys. It's, it's internally based on the protocol that was required of Jesus Christ of Nazareth as true Christians, that that character get formed in your heart and yours obliterated. The declaration of Messiah in the gospel is, this child is appointed for the rise and fall of many nations. Now, my sister, she's a Barthrop. She did a DNA uh, check uh, just in the mail. You know how they do it nowadays. You do give some saliva, you can send it in. They found out that we're like 12, 15 different nations, all these different ethnicities, and uh, 15% Swedish. We had no idea. Guys, every single one of those nations they discovered in Barthrop DNA is for the fall. Okay? The rise and fall of many nations. All those nations in your ancestry.com, truth anyhow, are, are fallen and for the fall. And don't think for a second that they are for the resurrection. The Tower of Babel. Yeah, One yeah. nation only is for the resurrection, the nation of Israel in you. We are one holy nation. Apostle Peter says the same thing. We are one holy nation. Paul says the same thing, Galatians 6. We are one holy nation. It doesn't matter if you're Greek or Hebrew now. It doesn't matter if you're Russian or Irish or Kenyan. None of that matters. All that matters is the nation Israel on the inside and we are citizens with that nation whose capital is the heavenly Jerusalem and the heavenly Sanhedrin by the circumcision of the heart that's the mark of the new covenant that's the Brit of the new covenant amen amen, amen. that's powerful we'll close with this verse from second uh, Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 in the ASV translation but we all we all with unveiled face that's vision beholding, seeing as in a mirror, paying attention as in a mirror. What are we looking at paying attention to? The glory of the Lord. All real Christians are beholding and envisioning one thing, the glory of the Lord. Therefore, they are transformed, metamorphosized, changed on the inside. 
into the same image as the Lord, from glory to glory, even as from the Lord the Spirit. And that's God's plans for your life. Let the Holy Spirit help and direct your vision to behold Him, the glory, that you may be transformed from glory to glory into His exact same likeness with this holy nation Israel. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Consider giving a generous donation for the building of RLM TV in Florida. We're pioneering. I want you to listen to this and pay attention and ask the Lord what you can do to participate for the building and the broadcasting of righteousness in RLM TV through Florida, USA this season. In Jesus' name. Also, if you'd like to uh, give a Christmas gift, we are going to raise support. I want to do something special for Kenya. And a lot of you might not know this, but uh, the new f- the new house and the property that we that we got for uh, Shadrach and his wife Luis, it doesn't have running water. Yeah, it doesn't have. It only costs it's such us, a rare thing. It'll cost us two thousand dollars to run plumbing Come into on. their new house to give them running water. I feel like that is yes. the greatest Christmas gift. Let's give charity. And if you want to give into that, give into that tonight. Let's raise that 2000 for a Christmas present for Shadrach. Running to, water. To plumb his house with running water Come for on. Christmas. Wouldn't that in be amazing? In Jesus' name. Let's do it. Come on. You can give in all the different links in the description. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, gather around. For today, we embark on a journey of purpose and passion, a journey that transcends generations and connects us all through the power of shared dreams. We stand at the crossroads of opportunity and destiny with the chance to weave a story that will resonate for years to come. In the heart of Florida, where the sun kisses the earth with its golden warmth, there lies a vision waiting to be realized, the dream of RLM TV, a beacon of inspiration a lighthouse of creativity, yearning for a broadcasting facility to call home. Today, I am before you not merely as a speaker, but as a messenger of possibility, as we collectively turn the pages of destiny and script a tale of support and unity. Imagine a place where ideas dance on the airwaves, where voices echo with authenticity, and stories unfold like petals in a poetic bloom. RLM TV envisions such a space, a broadcasting facility that breathes life into narratives, amplifies unheard voices, and unites communities through the eternal thread of righteousness. Now more than ever, we find ourselves in a moment where the power of media can shape perceptions, challenge norms, and spark change. As Joel's army, we carry the torch of experience, the wisdom etched in the lines of our journey. It is our time to contribute to a legacy that goes beyond us, to invest in a space that will be the canvas for the artists of tomorrow. Let us come together, not just as donors, but as architects of a shared dream. Each contribution, whether large or small, is a brick in the foundation of a facility that will stand as a testament to our collective commitment to Jesus Christ's holiness, scholarship, and humility. In the tapestry of life, we have the opportunity to weave a vibrant and rich thread, creating a masterpiece that generations to come will marvel at. Today, I urge you to be a part of this masterpiece. Let us pool our resources, not just for a broadcasting facility in Florida, but for a legacy that transcends the boundaries of time. As we open our hearts and pockets, let us remember that our investment is not just in bricks and mortar, but in the power of divine connection, in the ability of the eternal gospel to bridge gaps and build bridges that we may become the stairway from heaven to earth. Together we can make RLM TV's dream a reality, and in doing so we contribute to a cultural landscape that reflects the redemptive strength of our entire generation. Thank you for being the custodians of dreams, the stewards of change, and the architects of a future where RLM TV's broadcasting facility stands tall, a testament to the power of unity, creativity, and the unwavering spirit of righteousness in our generation. Amen.